Hello, and welcome to the World Fellows podcast. My name is Emma Skye, and I'm director of the World Fellows program at Yale. My guest today is Edouan Ngumta, a Cameroonian lawyer. Edouan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Emma. So, Edouan, you were born and bred in Cameroon. What was your childhood like? Tell us a bit about your family. Uh, thank you, Emma. Um, I was born and bred in a small village in the northwest region of Cameroon. Um, my parents um, came from two different ethnic groups. Um, and so my mom left her own village uh, when she got married to my dad. Um, the community where I grew up um, was very, very uh, poor. The poverty level there was really very high. And so my parents could, um, could barely send us to school, could barely sponsor us um, in school. But my mom was very hardworking. Um, she was a farmer. And so she did all she could to, um, to be able to, to send us to school. It was not very, very easy because my dad, as the typical traditional African man that he is, um, made it really difficult, made life really difficult for me, especially as a young girl. But because my mom saw the importance of educating a young girl, she did all she could to send me to school. Unfortunately, um, I lost two of my elder sisters, and so I had to step into the uh, role of leadership at a very early and tender age. Since my mom spent most of her time in the farms, working, um, trying to to earn a living out of there, I had to stay back at home to take care of uh, my other brothers and, and sisters. I will come back from school. I will try to do house chores. I will have to do my assignments. I will have to sometimes go meet my mom in the farm before coming back home. It was really not very easy. But I, I succeeded. And uh, uh, at the age of 12 years, I had to go to secondary school. That was another challenge because I had to move from the village to a semi-urban area. Um, at that very tender age, I had to stay on my own. I was alone. Um, my parents got me a room. They rented a room for me. I stayed there and, and I went to school in Form 1. I was very, very young. Very small, Emma, you can imagine. I was very young. Yeah. yeah. I had to I had to do my own cooking, I had to do washing. I, I had to learn how to study on my own. And the, during weekends, uh, I trekked back to the village to meet my mom, um, to get food, to come back to school for the next week. And so that was how I survived. But while there, when I got to the teenage age, um, I faced a lot of challenges and difficulties because I was all alone. I was left all to myself. There was nobody to guide me. There was nobody to um, to advise me. And then coupled with the fact that um, sex education in our community was a taboo. And so you dare not speak about that with your parents. Even your mom, she will not even tell you anything about that. Menstruation, when I got my first menses, I was alone. I didn't know what to do. 
I only had to, to talk with friends. I confided in a few friends. And of course, they gave me um, their own pieces of advice, which was not the best. I had to follow them. And uh, before I knew it, I found myself in trouble. I became pregnant at that very young, at the age of uh, about 19. I got pregnant. Uh, went back home, gave birth to the baby, and uh, I had to drop out of school for some few years. But since um, my my mom, she, she knew the value of educating a girl child, she, des she decided to send me back to school. She told me that you're going to go back to school. I'll take care of this baby. I left the baby very tender. I went now to the university. Now the transition to there was not still very easy. But Edwin, tell me, why did you just why did you decide to become a lawyer? What was it that made you want to study law? Um, Emma, when 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 I got to the university, I I realized that um I met so many young girls who faced the same challenges that I faced when I I was growing up. I I realized that um I had to to take a career in which I'll be able to help. Um, young girls in the society. I had to take up a career that would give me the opportunity to, to better the lives of other young girls in the society. And being a lawyer was the only opportunity I could get to, 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 have, those, uh, to have those openings, to have those chances to help other women in the society. Again, I decided to take up this, this, this career because um, I also got married at, at a tender age. And uh, I, want, I, I became a victim or a, a victim of uh, domestic violence. And uh, I told myself that with the law, the law degree that I had, I need to use it so that I would be able to, 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 to educate other women to know how to, how to, to survive when, when they find themselves in the same situation that I faced. And with that, I, I was able to, to, to survive, to survive my own situation because I used my legal knowledge. Uh, I, I was able to, to get help. To, I was able to get legal help, which um, actually played a lot on, on my spouse and things became better for me. And I told myself that I should be able to help other women who do not have this opportunity. I need to educate them and tell them what they have to do when they face that kind of a situation. So you're now the executive director of the Center for Public Interest Law. What does the center do? Yes, Emma. Um, since 2015, I have been acting as a, I've been working as the executive director for the Center of Public Interest Law. Um, it is, it is a center that. Um, that fosters uh, 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 access to justice. We help to bring justice closer, closer to the people in every ramification. Legal, um, legal, the legal uh, uh, society in Cameroon is 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 filled with a lot of challenges, and so many people cannot get justice because it is either due to corruption, it is either due to the centralized nature of of the legal system and so we come in to help them when they have situations we are able to to file for them we are able to offer um, 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 pro bono services including free courtroom 
litigation to, to victims of, of, of uh, injustices. We work especially with uh, uh, women and, and the young children because those are the, are the marginalized um, uh, um, group of people in our community. So most of our services we offer to, to this group of people through free, free room litigation, through legal counseling, and, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, through, uh, um, sometimes we offer uh, finan financial assistance to them to be able to help them with their cases. Well, that's really great work. And I can see in the news, you know, that Cameroon is, you know, things are very difficult there. And I can see that you are posting on social media about Kumba. Can you explain what is, what is going on? What is happening there? Yes, Emma, um, Kumba is, is, is one of the towns that is located in the southwest region of the country. And the, for the past um, four years, the northwest and the southwest regions have, uh, have been in conflict because of the Anglophone crisis. This crisis started in 2016. Um, and the, the, this part of the country, they want to um, secede from the entire country because that is the English-speaking part of, of the country. But the government has been very, very adamant. They say they don't have a right to declare um, a state. And so the separatist fighters have gone out to the streets with arms. Schools have not been going on in this part of the country for the past four years. But when this academic year started, um, schools uh, uh, also reopened in that part of the region and parents were happy that their children were going to be able to go back to school. But unfortunately, um, gunmen, un unidentified gunmen have decided to, to attack schools and kill children. This, that incident that I posted on social media took place on the 24th of October where unknown gunmen attacked a, a, a school in Kumba and killed seven children in cold blood. They were murdered in cold blood. And the government has not said anything. The Minister of uh, uh, Education is not saying anything. The President is not saying anything. After that incident, a week later... Why, why not? We don't understand what is happening, Emma. We don't understand. A week later, another school was attacked and uh, students were were undressed and you see them running in the streets naked you can imagine the humiliation that they went through by the same gunmen the school was burnt down their uniforms were burnt down their books were burnt we 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 are thankful that their lives were spared the children had to run home to their parents and till now we still have not heard anything so we are thinking a, a group of uh, of women. We have mobilized. We have formed. We have formed um, a group called the Cameroon Women's Voices, and we are planning on strategies to try to bring the government to a negotiating table. They should be able to sit and negotiate so that um, our children uh, they should feel safe when they go to school. It has happened in Kumba. We don't know where next the attack is going to take place. So we need to do something. We are planning um, a, a protest um, sometimes next week. We just want to do a sit-down protest. We just want to sit and come out with a declaration. Let the government know that when they touch children, they touch women. 
they touch the mothers. And the cry of one mother is the cry of other mothers, of all the other women. So we want the government to know that this is what is happening. If they don't want to talk, they should be able to come to the negotiation table and call for a ceasefire so that this whole madness can stop. Let our children be safe. Well, I really hope the government takes note and stops these terrible activities from happening. I mean, that's appalling. So, Edwan, when you look to the future, what's your dream? What are you hoping for? Emma, the future, I have a very, very um, promising future ahead of me. Um, while working as the executive director, uh, I realized that I need to focus more on women and children. And so I've actually um, um, created a center known as um, Haven of Rebirth Cameroon. This center is going to cater for victims of sexual and gender-based violence in a holistic manner. That is to say, we, we are going to offer legal services. We are going to offer medical help or medical assistance. We are going to offer psychosocial counseling. We are going to do advocacy uh, on, on um, issues of sexual and domestic violence, especially we want to focus more on those areas because um, as a victim, I know what it means. I know what it takes and I know what victims do go through. So I want to help them bring them out. I did not have that opportunity, but because I have learned a lot from it, I want to use my knowledge to be able to help other women. We we want to work in collaboration with um, um, health units so that whenever we have victims, we should be able to direct them there for medical help. We also want to work in collaboration with the Ministry of Women's um, Empowerment and the Family so that they could be able to offer um, shelter to victims who have been sent uh, uh, out of their homes. As of now, we are still um, trying to put uh, the structure in place. We have had the authorization already from the government. Uh, we want to start looking for, for uh, uh, a structure that will be able to accommodate all of these this facilities. We also work on a helped line with mobile telephone ne networks so that we can have a, a, free, a free call line for victims to be able to reach to us in case... Uh, they are in trouble. At any time they call us, we should be able to, to intervene and, and to help them out. Well, Edwan, I wish you all the best in creating your haven for rebirth. It's, it sounds an incredibly important initiative. And it's been really great having you as a Yale World Fellow. I'm sorry that you couldn't get a visa to come to America, but being connected with you digitally has been really wonderful. So thank you very much. Thank you too very much, Emma. It's been wonderful working with you and the other fellows. Thank you very much too.